0: Hello and welcome to the Neurodivergent Awakening Podcast, where I'll be documenting my journey on finding my most authentic neurodivergent self, navigating parenting a neurodivergent child, and discussing issues that affect us neurodivergent people. I have made it my mission in life to educate those who don't understand neurodivergence, making the world a more kinder and accepting world for neurodivergent people and help as many families as I can. Whether you are autistic, ADHD, neurodivergent anyway, your loved one is neurodivergent, your child is neurodivergent, or maybe you're just here to learn, thank you for being here today and I really hope you find this podcast helpful. Please note I'm not a doctor or a medical professional or able to diagnose any kind of neurodivergence in any way, I'm simply sharing my experience as a woman who is autistic and ADHD and also the parent of an autistic child. In this podcast there may be some difficult topics discussed, please read the description before listening to this episode, thank you. Hello and welcome to the Neurodivergent Awakening. She's got a new name and a new brand. I have done this completely, kind of spare at the moment. Uh, well, not really, but I I never really liked the name of the podcast. I couldn't ever bloody remember it and I kept saying it back to front. And I didn't really love the branding. I didn't really love the fact that my face was on the logo. So I decided to have a little change up let me know what you think, but please don't worry, the podcast is going to remain exactly the same, the same format, the same, you know, topics, it's still me, Um, but yeah, it's just, I feel like when you get diagnosed, or even when your child gets diagnosed and you're a parent, you do go through this massive awakening, that is the only word for it, you go through this awakening of kind of going stepping into a new life because you kind of have to go back through your old life through a different lens. You have to reframe everything and even down to like parenting. Like obviously I bring everything back to parenting because all of this is centered around the journey that I've been on as a mum because I never would have gone through all this if it weren't for my child. So having to reframe Everything I knew about parenting, everything I thought that parenting was going to be, everything that I thought was a good parent, I've had to change. And that's been an awakening process in itself. So, and, you know, I love a little bit of spirituality and I love to talk about that. So this isn't going to become like a spiritual podcast. There may be a little bit of it like feels sprinkled on, but it's not going to be that kind of podcast. I'm not going to be sitting here doing affirmations unless you want me to because I could record some affirmations anyway um but that isn't what the podcast is going to be it's going to remain exactly the same but I just felt really strongly like I wasn't loving how it looked and look my creative process is basically wing it (laughs) um and I feel like I'm one of those people who's kind of like a start before you're ready kind of person so I didn't quite know what I wanted to call it but I just felt really strongly that I wanted to do it And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it and then the rest will come. And that's kind of how my creative process is. Um, If you're ADHD yourself, you'll understand, like, there isn't, like, a fluid step one, step two, step three. Like, you kind of do step nine and then you've got to go back to step seven. And, yeah, so I hope you like the new look. And, um, but, like I say, do not worry. It's going to be the exact same thing. I just wanted to be a little bit more professional and I wanted, like, a little... little introduction at the beginning and I've got some really exciting stuff coming up um some very exciting guests that I'm looking into getting on and I'm guest speaking on a really exciting podcast next week like I'm just super flippantly excited about where this is going and um I wanted the podcast to reflect that so that's why I've done it so hope you like it um and then we can just get into the episode as normal oh also I want to add I might put this in the intro but I want this to be a really inclusive space like this isn't necessarily a podcast for like autistic women or just autistic parents or just like autistic like do you know what I mean? or just people who are autistic and you know I want it to be for people who are ADHD and because I recently got my ADHD diagnosis obviously earlier in the year um I feel like when I speak about the two, my autism and my ADHD, it very much intertwines and I kind of speak about each of them interchangeably. So that's kind of why I wanted to do like the neurodivergent umbrella. And also some of the guests I got lined up aren't necessarily autistic and ADHD. I've got guests lined up who um, are dyslexic and there's different types of neurodivergent. So that even I'm not um, 100% aware of, and I think they get kind of forgotten with the autistic and the ADHD narrative, especially. Um, but this is very much a podcast that is going to be like loud and proud. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm watering down my diagnosis by saying neurodivergent. I feel like sometimes people do kind of water it down, like rather than saying, Oh, I'm autistic, they'll say I'm neurodivergent. But because I have both, that's kind of the only thing I can call it. So that explains that but this is a really inclusive space um this is kind of for anyone who wants to learn has children who are neurodivergent they've got family members their partners you know maybe they're in they're getting into education maybe you're a senko like or maybe you have just had a diagnosis yourself or maybe you've had a diagnosis for years and you just like listening to podcasts (laughs) from like-minded people welcome but yeah there's no like barrier of gatekeeping here and i really don't believe in gatekeeping certain information from people like i think everyone needs to have access to everything so yeah welcome let's get into the episode so this week what i want to talk about is um disclosing your diagnosis so if you're not on my instagram which is at it's amber collins with an underscore and i'm also on tiktok now so you know same name uh, but I'll share it all on the show notes. If you're not following me, what you doing your lives, come follow me. Anyway, because so I share more stuff. Like, I don't just do the podcast. I can share other stuff as well. And um, anyway, I did a reaction video to um, a program that's just come out called Heartbreak High. And it's an Australian show. And it's on Netflix. It's super cute. And basically, one of the main characters on the show is autistic. And she's played by... An autistic actress and she's female and she's lgbtq and she's just all kinds of perfection so and the actress is chloe hayden she's amazing and yeah it really 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 amazing representation and the kind of representation and the very authentic representation that i think so many of us in the um autism community have been crying out for because you know, you look at the representation that's already out there and it's not great and it's very stereotyped and it's very, like, one-dimensional and it's, like, you know, either the autism isn't stated and they're just cast as a crazy person, i.e. Sheldon Cooper, or the autistic traits magically go away, Amy Verabella, and or um, their storyline is their autism, like... um Oh, what's the name of the bloody... Is it the good, the good Doctor? The Good Doctor? Is it Sean Murphy? He's played by Freddie Highmore. Like that. Like, his whole... All of his storylines revolve around the fact that he's autistic and he's this, like, super genius and da da Anyway. And, I I know a lot of autistic people. None of us are super geniuses. <laughs> um, you know, some of them have, yeah, like, interests and talents and things like that. But I don't know anyone that's, like, a super genius that would you know be able to like I don't know just the stuff that these people do in the shows like it's just not realistic and the way that their autism is received it just isn't very I don't know it it just all feels icky and it's just not great representation but anyway I did a real well I did a video and it went viral on TikTok and Instagram and basically um It was me reacting to a scene where Quinny, the character, discloses her diagnosis to a romantic interest. And the way the other character, who's also a girl, reacts, it just absolutely just stabbed me in the gut because it's a reaction that I think, if you are autistic, you have gone through so many times. I think even as a parent, as an autistic child, like... When you disclose your child's diagnosis or if you speak about your child's diagnosis, instantly you get the same thing. And it's always, without fail, you don't seem autistic. And (laughs) to me, like, one, it's just incredibly fucking rude. It's so offensive. But I'm going to talk about why. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about why, if you have had that reaction... A couple of things that you can say and, like, a couple of things that have helped me because I've gone through it many, many times. And also um, a couple of things to take away in terms of how you heal from that because, basically, if you've ever said that to someone you don't seem autistic, it's like someone blind coming up to you and going, oh, I'm blind, and you go, oh, you don't seem blind. (laughs) Like, you wouldn't say it or if they were deaf or whatever. Like, no one... You know, you've got Tasha on Love Island who can, you know, she's got her cochlear implant, so she's deaf. She can hear now because she's got the cochlear implant, but she's still deaf. She's still a deaf person. She's still gone through life being deaf. She still had to learn sign language and she still uses sign language regularly. If she hasn't got a cochlear implant, in she can't bloody hear. So she's still a deaf person. No one questions that because it's a physical disability and you can see the disability, But when it's an internalised disability, instantly everyone's got a fucking opinion on it and they have, like, you know, something to say. And it just makes me really angry (laughs) because I can't understand the logic that, you know, it's always normally a neurotypical person that does it. Like, they're the ones that are meant to have good social skills and I'm just like, how is that acceptable? The, The first thing you do when someone gives you and discloses to you personal information, the first thing you do is go and invalidate it. Like, I don't understand. Like, I really do not understand it. And, you know, the reason it is so offensive is because, you know, you're sharing very personal information. If I'm sharing I'm autistic, I'm sharing a very vulnerable part of myself. Like, yes, I share it now very publicly. It took me 28 years to learn to do that. I used to, you know, carry... I've spoken about it before... I carried so much internalised ableism. I referred to myself as mildly autistic, <laughs> if I had to. Or what I did was, if someone was pressing me, like, because I feel like my traits have always been quite obvious, if someone ever pressed me for anything, I would say that I had ADHD instead. So I went through phases where I'd say I had ADHD, and then I'd have st- phases where I'd say that I had anxiety. So it was never consistent. I basically just chatted shit. I was just completely nasty and inauthentic. And not because, you know, I'm fake or because I was a bad person, but because I was scared. Like, I just didn't want to be perceived as less than or like a burden or, you know, I didn't want to be seen as disabled because in my head I wasn't disabled, even though I am disabled. (laughs) And, you know, because you say it again, you say the word disabled, especially when it's an intellectual disability and you say the word disabled and people instantly go, oh. You know, and you're treated differently, and you are treated differently. Like, the word ableist and ableism, they get thrown around a lot. And I do use these words in myself quite regularly. Um, Mainly to talk about my own internalised ableism, and my own thoughts and fears that I had before I was able to accept my diagnosis. It took me a very long time to accept it, um, for a number of different reasons. And my ADHD, I think, I just kind of felt the relief of, oh, okay, cool, I'm not going mad. And it was the same when my son got got diagnosed. Like, that wasn't really an emotional process for me. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going nuts. I'm not going mad. And the thing is, like, you get gaslit so much by other people. And I really think these people who say things like, you know, everyone's a bit autistic or... Oh, how you don't seem autistic. I don't think they wake up in the morning and go, oh, do you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to, like, discriminate against disabled people. Or I'm going to, like, be really unsupportive. Like, I don't think these people wake up and think that. I think what it comes down to, realistically, is just severe lack of education, like, across the board. And the thing that really frightens me and stresses me out is that I will get messages from parents in particular, and their kids are in school now. So a lot of what happened to me, I kind of blame on, you know, oh, you know, it was the 90s, whatever. Like, this shit is happening now in 2022, where children are either not getting accommodations or they're not even getting diagnoses or they're not even getting support at school because the so-called SENCO special educational specialist teachers experts pediatricians all these so-called people who've got degrees and all the rest of it they will look at a child and go oh you know they don't meet this part of the criteria or oh they made eye contact or oh they cope well in this in this situation without seeing the bigger picture and without understanding that you know the traits are very individual like autism is such an individual and internalized thing and The quicker people understand that, the better. And the quicker people understand that, the more people will be able to go and get a diagnosis and will be able to get the help they need. And a lot of the time, the help required isn't actually that much. It's just about simply reframing what we already know and trying things out in a different way. Like, not everyone is a cookie cutter person. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to simply slot into what you want them to do, they're going to do things in a different way. And the, the the lack of understanding from so many of these so-called experts just drives me mad. It just, it really upsets me. And I just think, God, like, no wonder there are people who just do not understand it. Because there isn't enough authentic representation around. Like, for every Quinny, you know, there's 20 Sheldons. And, you know, there's all these other different aspects and you know love on the spectrum and undateables and we see this one type and we don't understand that actually it's so different for everyone and everyone has their good days and bad days like i have really bad days i have days where i can't even walk out the front door and go food shopping you know like i have days where i'm like i can't even make an exit i can't even make a decision over what to wear or i can't even make a decision on what to make for lunch like you know So there are days like that. There are days, there are weeks where I'll just eat the same thing all week because I just think I can't even think about making another decision. You know, I have burnout. But if you were to talk to me and if you were to listen to this podcast and you were to see him on Instagram or whatever, you probably wouldn't think there was an issue, you know? And just because we don't declare these issues and, you know, we haven't got a physical sign above our heads, we're just... Disregarded in the way that physical disabilities are not. And like I say, I don't think any of these people set out to be ableist, but I think it just does come down to a real lack of awareness and education, which is why I do what I do. So obviously, when these things happen, and you know, you're thinking about disclosing. Obviously, it's different for adults and children. And I think you have to kind of take these tips with not a pinch of salt, but you have to just apply it to you. Um, You can always not disclose if you find it too stressful, having to justify it. Or if you feel like, Do you know what, I've got lots of neurodivergent affirming support. I'm in a really neurodivergent affirming household. Um, you don't need to diagnose. Just diagnose. Sorry. You don't need to disclose. You don't need to disclose. It's no one else's fucking business. It's your personal information. It's literally no one's business. If you obviously are thinking, I want to go and get accommodations in the workplace or at school or, you know, if you're at university, whatever, then yeah, obviously tell the people that you need to tell. You don't need to walk around with a sign above your head. It's no one's business. It's no one's business what you're doing or how you're doing. And I think sometimes there's a worry that people are going to be like, oh, I wonder why that person gets out. It's literally no one's business. And I think the, the less we try and people please in our attempt to mask and the more we just go, well, what's it got to do with you? And we do be a bit more blunt and we do fight back a bit more. No one's going to argue that. And I think sometimes people can see, because neurodivergent people do try and people please because they want to mask and they want to fit in. And people can sense that. And now just go and go and go. And they'll be like, oh, why is this? Why is this? Why is this? Why is this? it's none of their business, literally none of their business, if you do want to disclose, or you are in a situation where you're disclosing to someone, and they go, well, you don't seem autistic, I, literally, now, my new thing that I do, they do it to me or my child, like, I get it my son all the time, they're like, oh, he doesn't seem autistic, and I'm like, literally, like, you're watching him go up and down a slide on a playground, like, you can't, he's not going to seem autistic when he's playing with other three-year-olds, do you know what I mean, like, Obviously, he's been diagnosed by a paediatrician. He's got, you know, the support that he has in place. All of us can see it. It doesn't really matter what bloody Sandra down the road thinks. Do you know what I mean? But when I have had it, and they go, "Oh, you yeah, know, he doesn't seem autistic," I'm just like, mm, "What's he meant to be doing? What's an autistic child do? What's an autistic adult do? Like, what? what, what, what isn't? What? What does an autistic person seem like to you then?" and watch how embarrassed they get (laughs) because it's really funny actually to do it because they just go because I don't know what to say um so yeah I would 100% recommend doing that like that has been the biggest thing for me and if they press it further like we're all different at home to what we are now obviously people act everyone does it everyone acts differently at work To what they do at home they act differently with their partner To what they do with their best friend Yada, yada, yada. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone changes their personality up slightly depending on their situation. Because, obviously, you're not going to act like how you do at work than when you're out with your friends down the pub. Like, it'd be totally inappropriate. What we do, especially when we're masking, is we do that on a much higher scale. And I think when you can explain to someone like that, I think they get it a bit more. Um, But don't ever feel like you need to justify it. Like, I've sat there before and gone, well, you know, these are my traits. And then the more you give away, the more they press... And i are just like, do you want me just to lay down naked? <laughs> because that's pretty much what you're making me do. And sometimes I even explain like that. I'm just like, well, this is deeply personal. Like, I don't want to talk about this. And I kind of give my son the same respect now. I, like, I realise, like, I need to stop disclosing. Obviously, I'm disclosing it on here. But, you know, I'm like, if I'm out and about... Because I think at one point I felt a little bit defensive almost... And now I'm just like, no, he's doing his thing. He's happy. If they want to ask me a question, they can ask me. But I'm not giving that information over. And I think that kind of gives you like your own power back. Because I think when they do do the whole, you know, you don't seem autistic, it, it kind of takes away your power a little bit when they're trying to take away your power a little bit, whether or not they realise they're doing it or not. So I think if you can kind of just flip it back onto them... Give away what you want to give away. Keep what you want to keep. You you get your power back, don't you? So, yeah, don't... And, you know, if someone keeps pressing it and if there's someone in your life that continuously is like, well, you know, and they try and gaslight you because that happens all the fucking time, especially, like, with kids... I literally find out like, the amount of people i try tried to gaslight over my, over my son and be like, oh, you know, maybe he was just a bit behind and now he's fine. Or, oh, he's just, you know, he's all right, he'll catch up. And they literally, gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. And then, yeah, if he was struggling at school, so say if I'd left it and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to get a diagnosis, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to let him crack on. If I'd left it and then put him in a mainstream school, obviously he's not in school yet, put him in a mainstream school with no support, And just watched him struggle, then I'd I'd be perceived as a bad parent, would I not? And those same people would judge my parenting, so you literally cannot win. So you kind of have to just fuck what everyone else thinks, really just forget what everyone else thinks. And I know there are people in my life that think I'm over the top. They think that I didn't need to get him a diagnosis, that I I didn't need to go and get myself an ADHD diagnosis, like, oh, it's a phase... (laughs) Oh, you don't need to talk about it all, oh, like I get all of this shit and I know that people think it I don't care. I truly, truly don't care. Because if me rambling on a podcast at 20 to bloody two in the morning or doing an Instagram reel or something helps one person, and I know it's helped more than one pe one person because I get messages all the time like, I've shown your podcast to someone and now they understand it a bit more um because of your content i'm now looking to get a diagnosis for myself when i get the diagnosis for their child and now they've got the strength to go do you know what sod what everyone else thinks i'm gonna do what i know is right for me and my family then it's worth it and i literally can give shit to what other people think and it's taking me a very long time to hit that point because i was so scared to be open about it but i truly think In a few years, autism will just be the same as someone saying, oh, I'm dyslexic, or, oh, I need glasses. Like, it's just not going to be a thing. And it's just going to be accepted that some people have got neurodivergent brains, some people have neurotypical brains, and neurodivergent brains have to do, you know, X, Y, Z like this. And neurotypical brains need to do X, Y, Z like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's all we want. Like, everyone I speak to, that's all we want. And we just want acceptance. And the more that we can talk about this and the more that we can be open about it, the less we'll get people saying things like, well, you don't seem autistic or everyone's a bit autistic. But the everyone's a bit autistic piece, I think I'm just going to do a whole entire episode on because it needs its own episode. But anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this. I really, really hope you like the new name and you like the new branding of the pod. But it is the same. It's just me chatting shit at, yeah, literally 22 in the morning. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I hope you find that helpful. Come follow me on Instagram and TikTok and all my other platforms. I'll stick it in the show notes. Um if you are enjoying the pod, please, 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 can you rate and review and subscribe to the podcast? It helps me get seen by more people, then I can help more people. And also, can you all do me a massive favour? Because I didn't realise that downloads and listens are different things um and I only see the download so I don't see who's listening to the podcast I see who's downloaded it can you all just do me a solid and download it just so I can see exactly how many people listen (laughs) it'd just be really helpful and I might be able to you know start monetizing this thing and that'd be really handy because you know we all need a bit of extra cash right now so anyway um I'm gonna go but lots of love and I will see you next week bye